0: If you enjoy reading books, smoking weed, and listening to podcasts about both, then listen to literature with me, your host Joanna. Every other Sunday exclusively on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Let's sit back and get lit. The following is a Journey Into Comics Network production. I'm a dude who likes brews. It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. Good evening, good afternoon, good night. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but welcome. This is episode 18 of Brews with Dudes. I'm your host, Nick Maxson. I'm sitting here with a McKinley Minifield. You got it. There we go. Awesome. Um, McKinley is from 450 North, and we are down at Jerry Lee's Pub with Casey Taylor, who owns Jerry Lee's. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Awesome. Uh, this is the second tap takeover, we, oh, tap takeover we've done down here. Uh, the first one was Rhinegeist. I'm super excited about this one. We kind of fell into the Rhinegeist. Um, just because we liked their beer. And uh, they, were, they were somebody that Casey was already getting beer from. But 450 was more of a passion thing. We, we really liked 450. And after going down there enough times, we finally just like, can we talk to someone about getting more of your guys' beer in Lafayette? And here we are about a month later making it happen. Yeah, luckily we so, happened to talk to the right guy that day. Exactly. And, and <laughs> McKinley is the right guy. So what do you do for... 450 North. So I'm
1: a little bit of a jack of all trades. I wear a lot of hats. Uh, Primarily my, uh, I guess on my business card, I am the sales rep for 450 North. So there's myself and one other rep. We cover the entire state of Indiana. We also do some distribution with our hard cider brand, which is called Gnarly Grove, over in Ohio, and then we do our uh, beer in Nashville, Tennessee, as well. So me and one other dude kind of hang out in all those in all those regions. Um, but we also deal with uh, everything from um, you know starting new accounts, servicing uh, existing accounts. Uh, we deal with distributors, uh, packaging, shipping, canning. Um, you've seen me a lot of times on the uh, the release days that we do as well. So every other Friday, I'm stuck behind the bar at the at the uh, at the brewery uh doling out beers and hanging out with folks that's
0: that's where i met you (laughs) driving uh we what is about an hour and a half away probably about an hour and a half yeah we've been up there uh four or five times for special releases seen mckinley almost every single time uh i i think i've talked about it at least three or four times on the show (laughs) that i initially got up there uh for the corn maze beer festival that they do um uh, and after that i was just totally hooked so. How did you dig the, uh, the Corn Maze Beer Festival? It was awesome. Yeah. It was too hot. It yeah. was too hot. <laughs> but it was, I mean, I couldn't begin to guess. You, you, there were like four or five, six different big areas with four, or five, six different breweries in each place. Do you, do you know the number of how many breweries were there? Yeah. How many? Uh, so we had 50 breweries there this past year.
1: Uh, coming up in 2018, we're going to have 60 breweries. Uh, The first time uh, this coming year, we're actually opening it up to out-of-state breweries as well. So we're gonna have some very select breweries coming from uh, Ohio, Kentucky, Michigan, perhaps Illinois as well. Awesome. And uh, so that'll increase that. Uh, We're expecting about 5,000 attendees this year. October 6th is the the a little later this time. A little later, yeah. I mean, who would have thunk it? The uh, the hottest day of the year happened to be the last weekend of September last year. Right. Uh, It was kind of miserable for everybody. (laughs) But uh, enough beers make it even more dehydrated. But uh, you, you. Ended up having fun anyway.
0: I hope it made up for it. Yeah. It definitely did. We've talked. We've joked about doing a, like a party bus this year, taking I'm, a whole crew of people down there for it. That would so, be sweet.
2: Yeah, um, I don't think it's much of a joke. I no. I think we're pretty. <laughs> think we're I think, think we're pretty that. serious. Yeah. Yeah. If we're getting up at nine a.m. every other Friday to drive an hour and a half, I think the party bus is a good idea. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do agree. too. I, I agree. do too. Well,
0: let's not waste any more time. Then we've got a couple beers sitting in front of us. What do you guys want to start with? What do we got here? Why so sourious? Why so sourious? Is that how they pronounce it? Why so sourous?
1: Souris, yeah, Cool. It. So this is a, um, a classic Berliner Weiss beer. So this is a kettle sour. So it's uh, fermented by putting Ooh. a uh, special bacteria into uh, the wort uh, pre-fermentation. Um so that's gonna give it uh, some of that tart characteristics that you get. Uh, this particular one uh, has, has been infused with a raspberry puree as well. So you're gonna get a slight hue of pinkness. Um, it's super light and easy to drink. Uh, you're looking at about 4% ABV on this one. Um, there are some hops in it, um, but only enough that we can legally call it beer. Uh, in order <laughs> to call it beer, you've gotta have hops in it. So there's wow. you know a few pinches of, of uh, hops in there just to, uh, <laughs> to make it a beer. Um, this style of beer is really interesting back in the 15th century in Germany. This was the beer of the day. This is what everybody, all the kids were drinking back then. So, um, there's kind of been a resurgence of the, uh, the sours here lately, as you probably know of, and, oh, yeah. um,
0: this is, uh, this is a, a classic example of one of those. I think, I think the sours are, uh, a gateway beer. I think it's a oh, way, sure. it's a way for people who aren't necessarily, they don't really like domestics. They want to try something with a little more flavor. And I think this is a perfect way to get you into something Absolutely. a little different.
2: Plus, it's gotten a lot more females drinking it as well. I think sometimes women get too caught up with what they deem beer, and I think when you start showing them some of these sours, we've had a lot, a lot of success having females starting to drink the sours. Oh yeah, it doesn't say that guys can't drink them because I drink them. I'm loving it. I'm loving it.
0: I but was yeah. introduced to a lot of sours through uh, Upland. Of course, Upland's yeah, got a really huge sour program. Uh, I hadn't. I really hadn't drank very many, and I went to. They've got two different locations right next to each other. One that's only mainly for beer, and the, what do they call it, the wood shop? The wood shop. Is that yeah, it? Absolutely. And I got a, a flight of all sours, and it was when you're sitting there with six or seven different ones, like. Right? holy shit, they don't all taste like a warhead. You know? Exactly, yeah. You can yeah. really get some stuff Sours done.
1: can get really unique and really complex. So they're really cool because they can be super simple on your palate. Like, this is a good example of that when you get a little tartness, a little touch of sweetness uh, from the from the raspberry and a touch of raspberry flavor. Uh, it's straightforward. It's simple. Um, but as you start getting into uh, some bigger sours, uh, lambics, and a few other styles, um, you, you can start getting into some really, really complex flavors and some really uh, deep, uh, uh, you know, things, yeah, thing, yeah Flavors and profiles that uh, that can really kind of take you off an edge into this whole world of sours that mm-hmm. uh, gets uh, very expensive. If you ask
2: Aye. my wife, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I actually got my mind blown by lambics. I lived in Belgium for like two years of my life in 3 and O4. And it was the first time I'd ever had, like, flavored beer then. So yeah. it was, like, the first time I went to a, a place to drink beer. And they're like, dude, we can get you a cherry beer, blackberry, raspberry. And, yeah, I was a huge fan, but it was a mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. You know, because that was, what, 13 years now? So there wasn't a lot of that going on in the States. I think what Woodchuck was the only thing that was Ooh. even Ooh. remotely like that in 03 and 04. Right. But it was it was definitely cool to get a taste some of those lambics. There's a Lambics. I call them lambics, you call them lambics. Right. Lambic, lambic. <laughs> Sounds about
0: right. Lamb, bam it. ding dong. That one had a like he said a, a pinkish hue. Um, it was sour but it didn't I mean it didn't blow my face off. Super uh, refreshing. Easy some to drink. That, like, uh, there's like there's something that hit your tongue and it like makes you pucker like
2: oh my well, goodness. The pressed tart that we had the the Ryan one. one. Oh, yeah. was like the initial taste <laughs> everyone makes a face and at first they were like oh, I don't know if I'd like that and it was a good aftertaste and they drank more but that initial taste was right in the face.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was definitely a lot easier. We slammed right through that one. Let's let's not waste any time. What do we What do we got next? I'm not gonna be able to tell this one just by uh, looking uh, at. Next Pixel we're Bomb. looking
1: at Pixel Bomb for sure. So um, this is a double dry hops pale ale, and uh, I guess the rest of these we'll talk a lot about uh, hops and the hopping process. Um, but the double dry hopping is a is a cool thing. What basically what we what we do as a brewery with most of our beers is. Uh, we're using an incredible amount of hops in all of these beers but we're using them at a at a point during the brewing process where we're getting more of the flavors and aromas out of those instead of the bitterness so um, for a pale ale, this is sitting around 30 IBUs, which is a little bit lower than you're typically going to get in an American pale, um, and 5, 5.6% ABV. ABV. So um, you're going to pick up um, a lot of really nice uh, kind of tropical flavors at the end of it. Um, huge aromas and uh, low bitterness, so totally crushable. Um, we're using Mandarina Bavera hops in this one, which is one of my all-time favorite hops. Um, uh, that that hop is is most notably tastes like tangerines. So yeah. you get a lot of that tangerine on the nose and then on the on the palate as well. It's definitely very aromatic.
0: Indeed. Hmm. When I first started doing my homebrewing stuff, I we, we dry hopped constantly just because we thought that was the way to go. And then for a very long time, we got away from it. And then when I started getting into these New England styles, I was like, that's part of it. Yeah. Part, it's, <laughs> the dry hopping is a major part of making it where it's got that hoppiness without the uh, the bitterness, right? Yeah, and some of our beers we're,
1: uh, we're going up to about ten pounds, sometimes sometimes even a little more than ten pounds per barrel of hops. That's all going in the dry hop, and then during the boil, we can be sometimes putting in in a ten barrel batch maybe just a few ounces of hops. Oh wow! So in comparison, wow. Um And that's that's how we can keep these beers, you know, in that you know thirty to fifty IBU range, mm-hmm. uh, while still using ten pounds of hops per barrel. Right, damn.
0: I love me some hops. Yeah, I know. I really lo- I really <laughs> love me some hops. I
1: don't know what this next one is, but I'm guessing it's Starburst. Starburst it is. Is it? Mhm. Mm. Oh yeah, that's Starburst. I like oh. the color. Yes, this is going to be a, a touch more caramel in color um this isn't a classic new england ipa um it's going to be not quite as hazy as as a new england typically would be
0: in fact the other one was definitely a little hazier yeah
1: and then uh, when we go on to the crystal vision uh the thir- uh, the fourth and final one of, of this uh this little drink session we'll see a, quite a bit more haze in that one so um, that haze comes from um, using uh, the utilization of oatmeal and corn. And then part of that is also uh, some yeast and suspension that happens during the dry hopping process. Mm. So it's all there intentionally, of course. Uh, but Starburst is our, is our standard house IPA. So um, actually, the Pixel Bomb Starburst and Crystal Vision will all be beers that are available year round um any uh anybody Mm -hmm. can get these at any of their liquor stores bars or restaurants if they're not there already all they've got to do is ask Um, our distributor can uh we, we have statewide distribution with all of our products so um, of course, they can reach out to you because uh, you can get a hold of me and I'll make sure they get the beer
0: that, that they want. So you, you literally just have to ask. <laughs> I, I just said, can you bring beer to Lafayette? He
2: said, yes, I like can bring beer to Lafayette. <laughs> that's right. And, and yeah. here we are. So and here we are. Yeah, absolutely. So why did this one make, why is this like your standard, the house? I Was there any reasoning or?
1: Yeah. So um, when we started out, I guess a little bit of back around on the uh, the brewery, um, We uh, our brewery is located on a, on a very old, very large family farm that's been, the Simmons family. The, the guys that own the company—they've been farming it uh, for seven generations now. So, um, when we started the brewery, we started out as just a little brew pub. We had a, a small little brewery system, and it just fed—it just created enough beer for us to sell um, on-site in our restaurants. We do uh, brick oven pizza and some cool wings and other things like that in the restaurant. And um, and so, so our, our beers were always—they've always been very, very good, but also very, very basic. So we had a. Um, an amber ale, and we had a honey kolsch, and we had a Belgian winter ale, things like that that were excellent beers, but as we started growing in this market and bussing into these New England styles and these beers that um, aren't just good, but they're noteworthy, they're, they're good and unique and special, and people from all over the country are are flocking to our doors right now to pick up some of these beers and just get the opportunity to taste it, so we wanted our our basic lineup to kind of reflect what we're doing that people are so adamant about in picking up our, our beers. So. That's why you have the uh, these beers more similar to that New England style, um, you know, to uh, to kind of
0: more align with with where we are as a brewery right now. I feel like you guys are really, really killing it with all the all the. I don't even want to say IPAs like double IPAs and triple IPAs because, um, like like we we touched on, we started coming up. I'm trying to think of the first beer that made us go, we need to drive up there. It was one of the Nugget releases. Yeah,
1: Nugget series has, has um, been
0: huge for us for sure. How many? You, you probably know the list better than I do, so so you got you had the Fruity Nuggets. The Fruity Nuggets, Juicy Nuggets, citrus Nuggets, uh,
1: then we've got the Rainbow Series. We've had Citra and Simcoe Rainbows. We've had so many Nuggets that I honestly have forgotten. Yeah. I've forgotten a good handful of them for sure. There's the
0: Coco, there's the the Super Nugget Bros, was like a, the Super Mario. Yep, Super Nugget in. Brothers, yep. Um, you just did the oh the powdered nuggets. I really like the powdered nuggets. Those ones were really good. Yep, that might nug- have been it. Powdered nuggets. yeah. it might have been one. powdered and gold. I think those were at the uh, same time. Oh, the gold time. was awesome. The gold that was, was a really big triple good too. IPA.
1: Well, yeah, well, probably one of my favorites that we've ever done. The gold, and then a couple weeks ago we did the silver nuggets, um, and uh, just yesterday we released the. Uh, what was it? The Foggy Nuggets foggy. came out yesterday. And yep. then also um, the Fresh Fruit, which is our Milkshake Series IPA. It's is the yeah. pineapple fresh fruit that came out yesterday.
2: Yeah, and for some of our listeners that they don't get to see is the coolness of your guys' cans. <laughs> like, I was actually picking up Starburst today, and I was bringing in some of the beer from my house. And the dude giving my Starbucks was like, what? is that you know so i had like a beer conversation at starbucks and he just instantly saw the the fresh fruit and some of those and just looked at the the cans and those immediately stand out
1: yeah and you know the uh the beer market is is inundated with uh with craft beer from all over the country right now and and uh, in varying degrees of, 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 of goodness I would guess you could say but um, you know part of that part of the name of that game is is you know when you're looking at a shelf with 300 or 3,000 beers on it you know your eyes eat first so if you've Absolutely. got a can that looks totally kick-ass that's a, that, that may or may not be the one that they end up buying but at least it's gonna be given a second glance and so that's part of it so we uh, we work with Kodo uh, designs out of Indianapolis who's uh, kind of a marketing firm um, Cody over there does all of our graphic work for us for everything that we do and he's just a so we've developed an excellent relationship with him. We can call him up anytime and give him just the most random of ideas <laughs> and within what seems like hours, he's just, he's got it, um, you know, uh, he's, he's emailing us drafts to, to, uh, to look at it and it's, he does such an amazing job of being able to take our uh, weird, cocky, creative ideas and, and put them into a computer and make them look exactly like we wanted to. So um, yeah, our cans are definitely a representation of kind of who we are and, and what we do as a brewery. It's always funky
0: and fresh. Hell yeah! I totally, totally agree. I remember, I mean, shit. We might have, we might have, we didn't even. I don't even know if I knew what the Super Nugget Bros was. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know what kind of beer it was. I just saw it, and I'm like, I, I gotta have that shit. I'm gonna <laughs> feel I'm gonna feel dumb if I didn't drink the the Mario beer yeah. that was in in my home state. You know, so yeah, it didn't matter what it was. It was cool enough that you had to buy it. Right? And then coincidentally, <laughs> I liked it. That's
2: right. so. The Dank Lollipop, same thing. When I open the cooler and I start looking, I'm like. <laughs> That's going in my case. Yeah, that that just looks money. too cool not to try. I've got
0: I've uh, got two beer fridges. Believe it or not, and uh one of them is absolutely covered front to back, all over with specifically 450 North beer stickers. Nice. Which it's like not my friends aren't bringing this stuff over and drinking it. It's all mine. So you look at it and you're like, Nick, you spent a lot of money on 450 beer. I'm like, yes, money yes, well spent though. Yeah. Yes. Every time I walk out of there, I'm happy. I'm I don't happy, regret yeah. it any time. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, we
1: love to see smiles on people's faces. You know, they've got to smile through the struggle of carrying out multiple cases
0: at the same time. They're always (laughs) smiling, you know, they're always smiling. And we love it. You guys had uh, on one of your beers the other day, you had a limit of, I think it was like nine cases. And I was trying to imagine myself, I'm like, could I carry nine cases at once. Well, so that
1: one was nine. It was nine four packs. Oh, nine so four packs. Yeah, we, yeah. Agreed. If we had nine case limits, boy, we'd we'd run out be really dumb. fast. That's the
0: saddest part. I, yeah. <laughs> I, we we've we've told the horror stories where it's like we we leave Lafayette, we drive an hour and a half, and we stand in a line for 45 minutes because yeah. these crazy fuckers are already in line out in the cold yeah, like one yeah. time we were out it was like 20 degree weather. Yeah, the super
1: Dude. nugget brothers release I think was the one we, it was it was just bitter bitter cold and we, and that was one of our biggest releases and we had a we had a line for you know uh, almost two hours before we opened oh my god so yesterday yeah. yesterday was a cool day so we did um, uh, I don't know we sold a couple hundred cases uh, out the door which is totally awesome it's rad that people are, you know getting into it. they're coming from hours and hours away um, 930 in the morning was when uh, people started lining up and uh, we didn't open the doors until 11 to start selling beer. So right. so that dude was cool. Um, another thing that uh, you guys can look forward to as you come in for some of these releases, we're trying to uh, make it more, you know, like what we've noticed happening is, is people are hanging out in line, uh, they start talking beer with the guy next to them all of a sudden, the next time they come back, one guy's bringing a beer to trade with the other guy. And uh, so organically, this is happening. And so what we're going to start doing uh, on the next release, which is March 5th or March 6th, something like that, two weeks from yesterday,
0: which, you know, out in Radio World, nobody has any idea what day this is, but nevertheless. I think it's March this, 2nd. This, March this sec- is going to yeah. come out yeah. right. next Saturday. Right. So when th- when you're listening to this, we will be talking about w- about a week from The today. first okay, Friday perfect. in March.
1: Uh, sure. So, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um <laughs> and uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna encourage um, more of that trading so we've got a we've got a prolific uh beer trader who's going to be coming coming down setting up a tent and a table in our parking lot wow. and just bringing tons of beer to uh, to talk about and to sample and to try so uh, we just want to we just want to build that beer community you know we we realize and, and respect that it's not our beer that's running this world we don't want that to happen so we just want to be a part of that community where everybody can come in share what they love um, and love what they share, and uh, we can all kind of get down and have a beer together. So that's the Yeah, goal. that's
2: one of the cool things. I know that the times that I've gone down is when I step over after I get my case of beer and order a draft, almost somebody always is standing there and is like, oh, man, if you if you like that beer, you should try this beer. Exactly. or How you had that? Yeah. And I feel like when I go there, people are very comfortable talking about the beers, and giving you their suggestions and it's it's really is a cool oh, yeah. environment there i mean people could look at each other and be like do you need all that beer because i know you guys are running a little lean because i know you, the cookies, then you look at me and yeah. like
0: yes we do because yeah, i <laughs> yes, know during I the did. cookies
2: and cream i was like the second to next person that yeah, didn't get yeah, it yep, so i yeah, mean i was kind of kind of mean mugging some people but they were all nice to me and eventually they shared so i got <laughs> that's some that's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I think your guys' Facebook page was the first one that I would look at, and when you would post up these releases, you would immediately see people saying, like, looking for this, willing to trade this. Right. And it's like, I've never never seen something like that, where it's like, it's trading cards. It's like like people are like, I am looking for this beer. Anybody want to trade this beer? And... i i I love it i've got friends that live all over the country i everyone knows i book shows so i've got bands that are touring and they'll be coming from all corners of the country and they know i love beer so they bring me beer that i could not have possibly gotten anywhere else so i love it it's a really awesome community looks i I am having a hard time not drinking this beer sitting in front of me So so let's talk about it let's talk about it so i can think about it while i'm while i'm drinking it what do we got uh, Crystal
1: so, Vision. yep, this is Crystal Vision. So this is uh, again one of our uh, standard uh, core beers. Um, this is a double IPA. Um, again, I don't, I don't think we're technically calling it New England, though it is definitely along the lines of that style. Yes. So yes, um, it's a it's an eight percent double IPA. Um, there is a touch of lactose in it to give it a little bit of kind of uh, creaminess and smoothness that, that's going to roll through your palate. There, uh, forty-five IBUs, so super low in the bitterness category for a big for a big double IPA. Um, and uh, you know, one of I think one of my favorite beers out of the mix. I love I love the big uh, the big heavy IPAs. Uh, but this one is, its for an 8%er, it's just totally crushable, um, and I love that about it. There's a touch of oatmeal and wheat in there, along with the lactose, again, to add some body, add a little bit of
0: haziness to it, and um, and make it what it is. I love those beers that are just total monsters, but when you drink it, you can't tell. Yep. What well, was I, like just today, I was, uh, I was a Foggy Geezer. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Warpig, McKellar. Yep. I'm drinking it, and I'd never seen the IBUs, but it's on the, the beer list I'm looking at, I'm like... Holy shit, what do you mean this guy's eight, nine percent? Well that's right. This one's almost an unfair eight
2: percent. Oh (laughs) you can just go right through it and you're like man that's really eight percent you know and it's like (laughs) that went a lot faster than (laughs) i thought it was going to that's right yeah well i was on my way up here and i i I had three of
1: them in the back seat and i'm like what well how how do i drink those from you know indianapolis to? uh, i haven't even gotten out of indianapolis yet no i'm just kidding it didn't really happen but but it is one of those beers though that's uh they just it just goes down so smooth that um you know you really gotta you gotta watch it if you plan on
2: walking out out the door later well i think that's one of the great things that i've noticed about your guys's beer that for people that aren't necessarily into IPAs or that kind of heavy taste, that some people aren't willing to try it. And when I've been like, hey, man, you, you really should not judge before you taste it. The people that I've allowed to sample or try the beer, I think they've all been shocked Yeah, and they've been smooth.
1: That's definitely one thing about the New England IPA. So any of you guys out there that are that are just totally IPA haters, I get it. Almost all of us started out as IPA haters, even those of us that love them the most. It's too much we,
0: bitterness and Yeah, stuff. we
1: all struggle at first. It's just like drinking coffee or riding a bike or anything else that you've ever done. You know, it's an acquired thing. It takes a little bit of, it takes a little bit of patience, but, you know, starting out with some of these New Englands, uh, when you remove that bitterness, you really get to experience the Hop for what it is. So, um, hops are originally went into beer as a preservative. So, um, they're, hmm. they're just they're such a such a cool plant, and they have so many amazing flavor and aroma profiles. And and the New England style is all about um, showcasing that. And and in order to showcase that, you have to get a, get rid of the bitterness. It's a, it's this big hundred IBU, one hundred and fifty IBU beers. Ugh. that just wreck your palate. And and I love those beers. I love big bitter IPAs. I love those. Um, but there comes a time when, um, you know, that bitterness, um, takes away from the flavors of the hops. So if you want to really taste a hop and experience, uh, you know, what they can do as far as flavor and aroma, pick up a New England IPA and don't be scared of it because it's, it's definitely worth your try and it's not going to hurt you.
0: It's definitely my my newest PSA when right. I'm when I'm trying to get people to drink beer. I, I love the I love the the New England styles for the fact that it's it's not going to blow your face off and we call them palate wreckers. You know, yeah. it's like you can drink one and then you're pretty much you're done tasting the beer because you've got you've just had all that bitterness in your mouth. It's mm-hmm. hard to get over yeah. it. So yeah, I've been I've been all about those New England styles. You guys are killing it with them. Thank so.
1: you. Yeah. Yeah, i believe we were the first uh brewery in the state to do a statewide distribution on a new england style ipa so we've been doing it we've been in this uh in this ipa game for just a little over a year now it's, it's really pretty new to us um uh, but it's also pretty new to the nation i mean it's you know, oh, yeah. it hasn't been a style that's gotten much notoriety so um we're, we're out there kind of uh hopefully blazing a little bit of a trail and turning some folks on to you know a
0: different way to drink hell yeah a little bit of innovation well, shit, we, we slammed through these drinks, and we ain't got no more to sample, so I think it's about time for me to go get myself a pint. I was going to say we should go
1: slam through some more, then. Let's do get that. Off these damn uh, I
0: think we're going to go ahead, <laughs> and you're already going to have seen it by now, but I think we're going to live stream a little bit of the, uh, the, the beer school, uh, the, rest, the rest of the night we've got going on down here at Jerry Lee's. Uh, So thank you McKinley for making the drive because he he came down here from uh, from where the hell he was. He's blazing (laughs) trails all over the Midwest. I don't even know where he's been. (laughs) Uh, And thanks again to Casey for everything. This is the second time we've been down here doing tap takeovers. He's been doing the, the metal shows that I booked for a long time too. So Casey and I are really bringing it in on we're, we're going to have some fun
2: Trying. this to. is just
0: the beginning we're about to Love have a it. lot more fun so <laughs> thanks again guys yeah, and thanks for having me we thank appreciate you guys it. for listening thank make you, sure Nick. you check out the journey into comics network our, our uh, host site and we will see you next week on brews with dudes cheers